0: good morning morning. all right this song is too fun to not sing along so I'm gonna invite you to join me on the chorus the words are in your little black um, the faith we sing book on page 2074 number 2074 so it's shout to the Lord and feel free to join me on the chorus or just listen if you want Mm. comfort my shelter tower of refuge and strength let every breath with joy and a willing spirit. As we hear today's scripture, our first reading comes from Philippians 3, chapter one and four, verses four through seven. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be worried about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, <coughs> will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is God's word for God's people. Thanks be, Thanks be unto God. Come, let us sink with joy too, the Lord.
1: Let us sing hello to the rock of what shall they...
2: doing over there? What was that thing? <laughs> Very good. That was great. Well, we are having a, uh, a sermon series on invitation to choose, and, and we've talked about choosing life over death and community over isolation, and uh, whoever's doing the preaching, Rachel or I, are gathering with those of you who are interested at 1.30? and six, either time slot that's convenient uh, for you to further talk through what you hear in the sermon. So if there's some things you want to further explore, we're in, uh, this week I will be in Bishop Kennedy room at those times to uh, host a conversation.
0: On Wednesdays. What? Wednesdays. Yes, Not I said today, Wednesday, right? Wednesday.
2: All right. Thank you. All right, I appreciate that,
1: because
2: I'm not going to be here in a second. All right. So today we're talking about fun over drudgery. And it really is kind of bizarre that that's even a topic, because who would not choose fun over drudgery? Well, the more I thought about it, the more I was able to identify a whole bunch of people, a lot of well-intentioned and earnest Christians who just don't choose fun. And I've got to confess, I'm not just talking about some of you, I'm talking about me. I sometimes am over-earnest and find myself um, plodding along in the faith and losing the sense of joy that it's supposed to be about. People realize that life is serious and you don't get out of life alive the chance you might have now to get it right is a chance you might not get again feelings of heaven and hell swirling through your head guiding or haunting your thoughts and your actions this this can be the life of a of a person, and maybe you connect with that. Some people can make living and the faith pretty tough, pretty worrisome. Hmm, I think I feel a song coming on. Can you whistle? Don't worry, be happy. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to note for note. Don't worry. Be Be happy. happy. In, In every, every life, life we have some trouble when you worry you make do it double don't worry no no be happy come along do not do 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 do, do 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 do, 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 do. do do, 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 do. There's a little song I wrote. I hope you learn it note for note. Don't worry, no, no, no. Be happy. In your life expect some trouble, but when you worry you make it double. So don't worry, don't worry. Be happy. Be happy. Well, that was just fun, wasn't it? (laughs) Wasn't that fun? You know, Jesus spoke of the lilies of the field and he said something just like Bobby McFerrin. So uh, we're dealing with gospel here. Don't worry, be happy. The past is gone, there's nothing you can do about it, it's gone. Future isn't here yet. Very little you can do about that, you can't rush into experiencing it. What you've got is the present, is the now. So live into it to your fullest, enjoy it, be happy. It's odd that we religious types have a reputation of being dour, overly serious, joyless. Think about it, though. We've experienced the transforming love of God in our lives. Each day, you would think we would be overflowing with joy, that our lives would be upbeat, would be happy, would be full of fun and frolic, Yet too often we come across as strict taskmasters, overly conscientious or or bogged down in the unimportant or unuseful, becoming tedious to those around us, maybe even a little tedious to ourselves. For those of us who were reared in the Methodist tradition, it is more than the accountability that Paul expects of disciples of Christ. It's Wesley's call for us to, to go on to perfection. It's hard to go on to perfection in an easygoing, lighthearted way. Going on to perfection sounds like it's pretty tough. Which, if you lose your sense of perspective and if you lose your sense of proportion will slowly turn into drudgery. Yet faith is supposed to be joyful. So I want us to take a look at that today and, and to acknowledge, just to acknowledge to one another that it is okay for faith to be fun. Will we, you we just turn to one another and say that? You know, you can have fun. <laughs> It's all, right. it, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay to have fun at church. It's okay for your faith not to be drudgery. We need to encourage each other, encourage ourselves, to choose fun over drudgery when we go about living our lives, when we're engaging in ministries of the church, ministries, should be fun. Today's scripture passage, we hear Paul writing to the early disciples in Philippi, and if you think about what's going on here, you know that uh, that generation there in Philippi are suffering through some tremendous earth shifts in their world. They've been, for a century or two, they've been learning the ways of the Greco-Roman world and trying to... uh, keep up to date with the cultural steppings of the new landlords of the land. Their Jewish faith has been kind of rattled and shaken. It's it's turned into a bit of drudgery rather than fun. And along comes this Christ guy that Paul is talking to them about who turns all of that upside down world more upside down by speaking words of grace and mercy by talking about resurrection. And these folk, as they try to make heads or tails of all of that, find themselves the the butt of ostracization in their town. They're getting the way of of the idol industry at the temples that is a a big money earner for uh, the community. And some of them, in some parts, are actually not having just social persecution, but physical persecution. And it is to these people that Paul is saying, Rejoice! Rejoice! Believers are supposed to be joyful even in the face of severe challenges. Joyfulness is really fundamental to faithfulness because we have experienced the life-transforming grace of Christ Jesus in our life, and we know we know that we are loved by God, regardless of our circumstance. Even if we don't turn our phones off for worship, <laughs> God still loves us. Pastor might not be too happy with you, but God still loves you. Indeed, as Paul writes this epistle, he says that, you know, all those things of life that we're so concerned about, that we value so much, you know, I consider that stuff just trash. It's nothing compared to the glory of the risen Lord in your life. So rejoice. Be at peace. Don't worry. Be prayerful. Trust in the Lord and rejoice. In the sharing of the gospel, Paul is reminding people that it is good news. The shame and the guilt of our sins have been washed away, so let it go and rejoice,
1: hallelujah,
2: rejoice. The prison door has been broken open, the shackles have been loosed and thrown off, grace has prevailed, love has triumphed. Rejoice, rejoice, hallelujah, rejoice. Life's meaning and purpose has been restored, it's been revealed anew to us. We're not living life for ourselves, we're living life for God and glorifying God. In the love of God and in the love of neighbor, we are finding the wholesome center of our being. We experience the the abundance of love and we experience the power of healing grace. Grace. We come upon the deep joy of a spirit-filled life that fills that aching hole that many of us have felt on occasion inside. Our gaze uplifts, our soul rejoices in the good gifts of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Rejoice! Rejoice. Paul Nixon writes, We simply shouldn't take ourselves so seriously. Tediously tending to some liturgical or some programmatic or some ideological agenda with little regard as to whether or not anyone is being blessed. In our culture, most people will instinctively choose joy and fun over drudgery every time. And to the extent that we can frame the the Christian message in terms that are hopeful, joyful, and playful, we will rarely have a shortage of people Here, come on, let me invite you to church. We gather, we frown at each other, we scowl. We have a good time. Come join me. The preacher gets up at the pulpit. He shares all the bad news, makes us feel guilty and shameful. It's a good time, come on. So let's have fun, right? Let's have fun. Yet, having said all of that, I want to say, you know, it's really not about fun at all. It's about love. It's all about love. But, you know, if you're loving right, you're having fun. Just putting in fun elements into the life of the church can really be counterproductive. If they're just to entertain people, it's... It's an end in itself, then, and and that's not what we're about. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to do a comedy shtick. Um, We're not supposed to be a band of merry pranksters. You know that's not what church is about. But fun, fun elements are valuable in the life of the church and in your life and your life of faith if they are genuine and if they help you to have a deeper connection with God and a more authentic, uh, genuine relationship with one another. Fun helps us to see things rightly for ourselves and for our church. So in worship, we, we want this worship experience to be relaxed and winsome. We want it to be something that you feel good about being a part of, that when you enter the door, your, your pace pickens and your, your spirits open up. It should be full of grace notes, the worship service. Profound mystery of God? Yeah, yeah, that's here, that needs to be here. We need to shudder a bit over that but it's fun to love God, to love one another. When we gather in small groups, Wednesday, whenever we gather together in small groups, they should be positive, they should be caring times, they should be times of invitation and welcome where we uh, connect in a positive, good way with one another. Healthy and loving relationships are good things for us that brighten our spirits, and our, our small groups should be full of that. We've got a cr- prayer group that meets on Tuesday morning, and apparently it's a rule. You've got to hug yourself. Hug everybody. Everybody hugs everybody. You walk in the door. Hugs, 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 hugs. You settle down, back in your chair, about ready to start. Somebody else walks in. Everybody gets up. Hug, 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 hug. <laughs> hug, 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 hug. hug. And it just brings smiles to your faces, you know? It's just uh, it's a nice thing. It's fun to love one another. And our witnesses at the community, football field, wherever it is that we meet and talk to people and we react to what their stories are and we share our stories, those should be times when We share what's a big part of our life, our faith, in a way that sounds like it's a positive thing, not a straitjacket, sounds like it's a joyful thing, not a painful thing, sounds like it's fun and good news. Sharing God's love with our neighbors, when we do it genuinely and authentically and not manipulatively, when we're doing it in love, that should be fun. should be fun. The work of the church, God knows, needs to be fun. It needs to be uplifting. It needs to be joyful somehow. It should not be sucking the life out of us like the dementors in Harry Potter. The work of the church should be joyful and uplifting of us. If meetings are drudgery, then we're doing something wrong or or we're doing it the wrong way. Since life in the spirit is joyful, then our planning about ministry to spread life in the spirit should somehow kind of be joyful. Well, I don't know, it's just kind of what I think. (laughs) You know what? I think I feel another song coming on. (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord Lord always and again I I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord
1: always, and again I say rejoice. Amen. Amen.